Hey, it's the RU Review. We're covering Rutgers football. I'm Steve Titchener here in the studio. And on the line, back on the show, is Bob Permatti. And Bob, oh boy, uh, you know, right into the game, first series, Wimsat finds Christian Dremel and bang to the house. And you're thinking, okay, maybe, just maybe, okay, that that's the shot you needed to kind of, that's the surprise you needed. No one expected that. So maybe this could be an interesting game. Uh, it turned out not to be a terrible game. It was certainly wasn't a, a, well, and it was a sound beating, but it wasn't a blowout by any means. Um, and a lot of things happened. Um, I thought, I thought, frankly, you know, two years ago, Shiano came into the big house and I thought did a pretty good piece of coaching. Remember, uh, Harbaugh kept wanting to run the ball and they took that right down to the fourth quarter. I think in this case, I think, uh, you know, I think they're outcoached a bit by Michigan in, in, in this case. Couple, uh, couple uh, moves by Shiano that I didn't like, but uh, overall, uh, some good signs there. But you know, they're just not there, Bob. They're just not there. No, uh, not quite yet. A uh, couple things. Uh, one, I'm. I was gonna. I, I was thinking about this before uh, before the cast here. Um, I think Shiano outcoached himself. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came in with a conservative game plan. He came in with a game plan as I'm not going to turn the ball over. I'm not going to give Michigan short fields. Uh, we're going to try to establish the run. We're going to, I mean, that quick slant in the beginning of the game was, was terrific. Even if, even if the Michigan safety hadn't taken a wrong angle, it would have been a big game. Um, but then, okay, so, so you, you go into the game with this conservative mindset of protecting the ball and not giving Michigan the short field and playing field position, and then you do things like go for it on fourth down when you're in field goal range to make the game a one-score game. Yeah, and, it, and there was two occasions where they went on fourth yeah, down. And it, it just, yeah, it went against... The whole theme, at least from what I was seeing, the whole theme of the game plan, doing that went against it, especially when it was 17-7. Both of us were watching the game on the same TV, and both of us were like, wow, uh, you have a chance to make it a 17-10 game on the road, a one-score game, which means a one-play game. In football, as you saw on Rutgers' first possession. Mm-hmm. And you not only do you take a big risk by going for it on what was about fourth and a short two, as I recall, mm-hmm. but then with Michigan having nine or ten guys up by the line of scrimmage, you throw a wide receiver screen. Yeah, man, I yeah. I, I mean the, the Michigan defensive back had to take one step to catch know, the ball. Was- I mean, you know, the other the other fourth down call where they actually got the penalty and ended up dropping back five yards and trying a longer field goal and then missing it, um, right. which which didn't work out there. But then I and I mean, I completely agree with you 100 percent because we were in agreement while we were sitting there at the Ivy League in front of the TV right there. Like, what is Giano doing here? Now, he said in the press conference, you know, he he kind of just cuts people off. Sometimes you want to hear, man, that was just a bad call. 
right? But he's, you know, this gave him the best chance to win. Well, yeah, look, he knows his football team better than us, you know, when he, and I I completely disagree with that. I just do. I mean, that didn't give you the best chance to win. The best chance to win was to, to try the field goal there. Maybe because the 51 yarder was missed. I think it was 51 yards somewhere around there. It was just a little wide left. I think he had the distance, I think. Right. So that was missed. And this was going to be a long field goal. But, man, I mean, you you got an opportunity to 17 or just leave them or they're right there. And your defense is playing fairly well. It wasn't like they had their will. I mean, they did move the ball, but uh, the, the defense was playing fairly well. But my goodness, just like you said, Bob, not only that, but a high risk play in traffic. And that uh, right. Sandestal kid is a he's a stud. He's you know that guy. You know he just jumped a route and and was to and to the house. And then I agree with with Chan. Okay, well then get him down on the ground. And everybody's like, well, where is he? Does he have the ball? What's going on? And June, he was gone. And remember right. at that time, uh, because it was pouring outside and we had a satellite on the roof, we, it was going in and out. So we didn't even see what happened until we saw the replay. Uh, and I'm like, you got to yeah. be kidding me. Don't tell me this guy went all the way to the house with that. Don't even tell he me. Did. He uh, did. I wasn't even sure he and caught like said, it. Right? That was two bad decisions. Yes. The first one was not going for a field goal to make it a one-score game. And the second one was calling a wide receiver screen out on the, out on the, uh, on the field side, not even the boundary side. It was on the field side. When Michigan had nine or ten guys up near the line of scrimmage, yeah, yeah, right. And I mean, in traffic, you know, middle of the field, um, just a high risk play. Then you're asking Wimsat, you know, and but the thing was, and you're you're right, Bob, because all season long, they've they've kept Wimsat out of trouble for the most part. Most of his throws are to areas where. You know, he he won't get in a lot of trouble. There's not a lot of stuff going over the middle of the field. Now, granted, that was a quick slant to Dremel. You know, that worked out nicely. How about that? We haven't seen those kind of plays from Rutgers in a while. Awesome. Right. Right? And it it showed that Rutgers was there to give Michigan a game. And and for, you know, more than a half, they did. But when you're an underdog on the road, and instead of 17-10, that very next instant, you're down 24-7. Oh, that was the game right there. The, yeah. See you later. That was the game. Now, they're probably losing anyway. Well, come on. We, we know this. Look, oh. Michigan's got better players and they're a better team, and, and we know this, okay? Uh, you know, Rutgers are trying to catch up, and they're just trying to hang in there, right? But they were hanging in there, and that was the game right there. So instead of – and maybe they lose – you know, and it's funny these you know these odds makers, right? Because I was surprised at the twenty four point spread. It started at like thirty one, I think, and I'm like, yes. wow, really? I thought it was going to be like a two touchdown spread. So I was a little surprised there at how how big that spread was. But they were spot on, spot on. You know, well, so I they were, but you know, my my issue um, with that with the turning point of the game was. You know, now you're also dealing with, okay, as you said, Michigan has better players. That's not insulting Rutgers players. The Rutgers players are doing a nice job, and they've they've improved their depth. They've improved their talent. But Michigan has better players. That's why they're the number two ranked team in the country. 
And now you're going into the fourth quarter and now you're down 24 seven and, and that's where depth comes in and they can just pound the rock at you and your defense is getting tired. It, it's, you know, it, it, they call it complimentary football when you're doing it well. Well, whatever the anti complimentary football is, is when you're getting it done to you. Absolutely. And, yeah. And that's kind of what happened. And that's why the game ended 31 seven. And if you just saw that score, you'd be like, ah, you know, Michigan kind of put it to him, but, but that really, that's not the impression I got. And we watched the whole game and, and uh, I didn't get that impression. I got Michigan kind of grinded him down and had a big play and a defensive score. And, you know, very rarely, does a ranked team that scores a defensive touchdown lose? Yeah, I mean that, that was really that took the air out of uh, Rutgers for sure. Uh, and and again, they were, um, like you said, I, I agree with you. It wasn't um, you know they just got worn down, uh, and they, you know they couldn't run the ball, and you kind of knew. I mean that's an awfully good defensive line there, man. They got a good defense, you know, and they just really. Now at the mm-hmm. beginning, and I don't want to make this, you know, you know, everybody bitches about the refs and all, but I gotta, I gotta tell you, on the, um, you know, they, they, they score that touchdown and they get the three and out. Manungai is a big run, looked like like a twenty yard run or something, and a ticky tack flag on a holding there, what just took the air out of that, you know, that mo- momentum killer, and then, you it, know, who knows if they could. If it they, was a bad call. If they could have got another score there, if because it seemed like they were just, you know, the momentum and they were hot and they were moving, you know, everybody had energy and bang, just like that. But listen, that's um, they lost because Michigan was better. And um, that's the reality of it. But man, that that was it. That, that really stunk. And then there was that one play, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to bitch about in terms of just like the, it's just a judgment thing, but they could, they, they threw that flag on the Michigan player that gave the guy a little tap and it was a bad call. It was absolutely a bad call. But the point is, is who, who makes the decision to pull it up or not? Who was there like this main guy who's the main judge or something? I mean, I just, how does it all work? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, that, that's the question I would ask. Picked up. I've seen flags picked up for, for targeting for pass interference when they get together and say that ball wasn't catchable. I've seen that. I haven't seen an unsportsmanlike conduct flag picked up. Yeah. So, so someone went over to him and, and said, ah, that wasn't what you, you thought it was <laughs> basically well, saying you're ju- I don't, I'm going to overrule your judgment there on that. And we agreed it was, it would have been a bad call. So maybe they got it right. But just like you said, you don't, normally see it playing out that way on something like that you know uh i I don't i can't recall ever seeing an unsportsmanlike conduct because an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty is a post whistle penalty right it's a it's a dead ball penalty right so there's nothing to pick up there's no oh wait a minute that you know we reviewed it it wasn't targeting or it the pass was ruled on you know uncatchable it was you know 20 feet up into the stands and you can't call pass interference on that. Um, I, I haven't seen a post, you know, a dead ball post whistle play uh, flag picked up. Ah, it, would, right. it wouldn't have now, mattered anyway. Right. It should never have been thrown in the first place. 
Right, is, but we'll see. You know, tick, ticky tack holding calls. We'll take a ticky tack personal foul. Why not at that well, point in the game? I, I, nope. I saw that that play, that call holding call twice, in terms of of you know replay, and two replays I saw it. I did not. See. Now my only thought was maybe you know sometimes the refs get the wrong number. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was actually seventy four and not seventy two or something along those lines. Um, but I watched the player that they called the holding penalty on, and I didn't see it. And also, um, it, it was a, it was a late call too. I mean, Manungai was already down at the end of his run when the flag came out. Well, we won't go there. We'll we'll, we'll stick we'll stick with Rutgers uh, getting getting beat getting beaten by a better team, frankly. And um, you know, uh, but as as Shiano has said, um, Rutgers is getting better. They'll go they'll go back to work. They're getting there. And and I feel that I I really do yeah. I I really do you know I mean the tease of two years ago when they went to the big house and actually hung with them you're thinking hey can this happen again and then you see that big play at the beginning and you're like okay but the reality sets in and the reality is just just that so um you know uh and Michigan's Michigan's gonna roll boy it's gonna be exciting uh, exciting matchups I mean Michigan going to 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 uh, to state college wow. I mean, there's there's some there's some good games. And how about speaking of good games, how about Ohio State and Notre Dame? How good was that game? And I know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and and a defensive struggle in a lot of ways, which is uh, not something that most people would have thought. You know, most right. people would have thought it was a close game, but it was a close game, thirty four thirty one. Right. But uh, Ohio State's quarterback, he made some big throws. Got a little confidence in that game. There's no doubt about it. So uh, he, yeah. he certainly made his mark. So it'll be interesting, man. Again, you know, and, you know, Penn State looks awfully good. They just they destroyed Iowa. And uh, uh, I they mean, they held the Iowa defense, 76 total yards. Defensively, man, they're just phenomenal, man. My goodness. So, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting games are going to come come up in the, uh, the the Big Ten for sure. What? Won't be as exciting as is, is, is Rutgers and Wagner on Saturday. Um, you wonder why they're even taking that game. Well, listen, everybody takes, you know, uh, um, right. these types if, of games. If Georgia can play Mercer, yes. well, then Rutgers can play Wagner. Yes. And, uh, and every program does this. I mean, Wagner wants to come to SHI Stadium. They want to take some money for the program and... Look, it's it, it's 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 college football, but you still got to prepare. Still got to get ready for him. It wasn't much of a game last year. Probably will be the same. I think Rutgers is a better team than last year. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what goes on with Wagner. I recall their quarterback being pretty good, having a decent arm and making a couple decent throws. Um, but their defense won't be able to hold um, the running game for for Rutgers. And so well, like some athletes in their back seven, maybe yeah. secondary or linebackers, but they're that, the big difference in, in uh, top division football vice, uh, even, you know, one, a, they used to call it. Now they call it FCS is the lines. Yeah. Yeah. The just lines. Uh, the, the lines. I mean, there, there's no way that a team like Wagner can hang with Rutgers at the line of scrimmage. They just can't. Uh, that's saying something because you know, a few years ago, you know, when Rutgers was really had a hard time recruiting linemen when the Ash years and all that there, you know, they they were, you know, the, some smaller teams were hanging with Rutgers, really. 
you know, but, uh, but now it's, uh, you know, Rutgers is looking more and more like that big 10 team developing into that big 10 team. And that's what we're seeing now. I mean, I think that's what we're, we're talking about here with, you know, really I'm, playing, I'm playing Michigan hard, you know, they did. Yeah, they, they, they um, did. So, uh, and that's all you can ask for right now. I mean, we can ticky tack about, you know, Shiano's calls and yeah, I mean, there's a couple things that I think, um, didn't help the team. Yeah. And, you know, call, you know, refs calls and all that stuff, all ticky tack stuff here, man. I mean, in the end of the day, you know, Rutgers is getting better and then, then they're hanging, um, they're hanging with these guys. Now it'd be interesting to see, you know, can you, cause Ohio state, it's just absolutely had their number. Can there be a year where they hang with Ohio state? How about, well, you, you know, Rutgers has them got them at, got them at home. Just hang with them, man. Hang with them for a half. It's just like, you know, when you see that game and um, the receivers are wide open because they got good receivers. And that quarterback's pretty good. So now, um, which because Ohio State quarterbacks are always good until they go to the pros for some reason. Now, what's going on with Justin Fields? You're a Bears fan, Bob. Yeah, I am a Bears fan. Wow, Please. he's just struggling. You know, it's very difficult. He's an to athlete, be a Bears man. Fan. He's a good player. I mean. Something's going on system wise, something, whatever, but I don't get it myself. No, but, but um, and, and why doesn't an Ohio state quarterback have success? It's crazy uh, because that guy's got it all. Justin Fields has it all. A good arm. He's, well, he can run. I think he's in between. What should I do? I don't know. Cause he's got so much, so much to work with, but I don't know, man. It just, it, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't happened for him yet, but. Anyway, back to uh, back to RU. Uh, they got Wagner this Saturday. Um, you know, let's see beyond. They achieved the goal. The yeah. goal was to leave September. I mean, they haven't. And quite this is you said yet, it all along, Bob. You said it all along. Have, have leave September four and one, and they're going to do That's it. That's what's happening. We're leaving it uh, uh, four and one. Well, I mean, beyond uh, a miracle by Wagner, uh, but. Uh, and the, yeah, and that will um, that will bode well. And listen, there's there's a there's a very real chance for a bowl this year, and that's exciting. I got to figure out a way to get two wins. It's out there. Oh, I, I don't it, think I don't think it's uh, I think it's practically a, a certainty that well they'll qualify for a bowl. Well, we don't want to we we don't want to count on anything, Bobby. We uh, got to be uh, got to be careful uh, as Rockers fans because we you know been through a lot and certainly on the gridiron and, and every sport more or less there's but. a couple teams in the big 10 east that that Rutgers is certainly better than now obviously the better team doesn't always win but right. there's two i mean they're better than indiana they're better michigan state is is a mess they you are know, maryland, maryland yeah. smacked them around over the weekend yeah um, maryland's and, looking pretty good though and it was in east lansing too yeah yeah so so yeah, a lot I of yeah. There's there's definitely some opportunity there, but but that, that, there's there's possibilities of slipping up too. And then you got the big boys, which you really have really can't beat yet. So it, there's no no guarantees, but it, it's still right there, uh, right there in front of them. So uh, yeah, Wagner Saturday, and then uh, and then we move on, and um, possibilities for bowl uh, very much very much there. Um, that'll do it uh, for this week. Uh, I'm Steve Titchener with Bob Permati, who sits beside me at Rutgers Games. He is a Penn State uh, grad, but uh, loves Big Ten football and likes uh, 
checking out Rutgers football for sure. So uh, got a good eye for the Big Ten. So I appreciate you coming on, Bob, and and, oh, and chatting. Steve, anytime. Happy to be here. Yep, and chatting with us. And uh, check us out on uh, you know Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, we got a site, moresportsnow.com. Check that. I wrote an article on Manungai's great start, um, and you can get that on the site, moresportsnow.com. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.